yes you lovely people if you're not already make sure you give us a follow over on Spotify after the game at Leon, because we beat them 3-0, and I think they were, obviously their fans were human. Yeah. And they like tried to break down the oh, stand. Oh, they did, I remember. And they tried yeah. to come on the pitch, and I yeah. thought, we're in trouble here. Yeah. And I just heard these bangs go off, and I thought, someone's got a shotgun. Wow. Or someone's got a grenade, I'm going to die. <laughs> One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes, until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at UH1.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Because I've never heard it before. You yeah. never hear it. Like, <laughs> you don't hear it at Vicarage Road, do you? Don't hear it like bangs going off. Hello, everybody. I'm Ben Foster. Welcome to another episode of the Foscast. As usual, I have got Rhino Legs Tom next to me. How are you, my mate? Very good, mate. Really excited for this week. Really excited for it's this It's a week. good pod today. It's a good pod today. Let me um, give you a few hints and tips about who we've got in the studio with us today. So one of the standout players in the Premier League this season, he scored 12 Premier League goals, uh, including two against Man City just a few weeks ago, which is a ridiculous feat in itself. And surely, surely, surely is in line for his first England call-up. And... He made it in our team of the season. He did. You did make it in our team of the season. It's Jared Bowen, everybody. Hello, everybody. Hello. hello. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Right, mate, before we start, we've got a picture that we need to show you. One second. Here it is. Have a look at this. <laughs> I just knew that was coming. Talk me through this picture, please, mate. So if you're watching on YouTube, guys, if, if you, if you want to see this picture that we're talking about, head over to YouTube and watch this podcast, okay? Because on screen right now, we have got a picture of a young Jared Bowen. Please go and tell me about this little man in the picture, Jared. The young bull. Uh, <laughs> hooligan. Um, milk. Bar kids, <laughs> yeah, there you go. There. Um, yes, it's a bad picture. Um, it is a bad so picture. it's, it's it, for the people that don't want to head over to YouTube. It is a picture of a young Jared Bowen. Um, it looks like you are at a Hereford game, correct? And I'll be completely honest, I said this to you a minute ago as well. The kid in this picture, it's obviously you. It does not look like somebody no. who could ever, ever go on to be a proven Premier League goal scorer. I can 100% agree with you on that. <laughs> Are you getting better with age though, mate, yeah, obviously? I, no, I mean, you've got to have your glow up soon, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's talk about this uh, Man City game a couple of weeks ago, okay? So you've scored two goals. Please, can you try and explain or describe how you managed to do this? Because every time I've played against Man City, right, we've ended up losing five or six or seven nil. Without doubt, relentless they are, aren't they? I think that's what they do. It's just even when you're playing, uh, you're just there. You know, they have all the ball. They've got everything, and you just hope you can hit them on the counter. And I think the two goals that I scored were pretty similar in terms of winning the ball back and then just playing the ball quickly over the top. Obviously, when they've got the ball, everyone's high. The defenders are quite high. So when we won the ball back, we knew there was space there. Yeah. But then it was about the keeper, Edison. He's off his line. Him and Allison in the in rapid, the isn't they? Yeah, they're so quick and. He came out and I took it round him and he like caught me a bit, but I thought, I'm not going down. Oh, did he? Did he yeah, catch I like, you? I want to score, but I took it so wide. Yeah. And it was just a case of 
please don't miss an open goal. Do you know what I mean? When you you know when you took it wide because when you took it wide, I actually thought I think he's I think he's too wide here. Yeah, I, I mean, think he's too wide. Is it something in your head where you're thinking I've got to kind of chip it a little bit? I've got to get a bit of height on it. I think I knew I was falling over yeah. because of the way, like I said, how wide I was, yeah. and I wanted to hit it back that way. So I was kind of all my weight was going this way. And to be fair, in the video it looks so good because Laporte is sliding in, he misses it, yeah, and it goes into like the far side. Perfect, isn't it? But no, it was just. Obviously, two goals against. I've never scored against them before, so to get two, mate, they um, are they are scary at times, so though, aren't they're they? Because, like you said, relentless. It's just non-stop. It's just they drain you. Do you know what I mean? They yeah. drain you on the pitch with the way they keep the ball, and you don't get a touch. And as soon as you get the ball back, they're on you. Do you know what I mean? You've got four four round you in the space of seconds. No, no. Like I say, I, they do. They scare me, mate. They're like them, and to be fair, Liverpool are, are quite similar at times as well. Um, Liverpool obviously don't keep the ball as well as them, but they're one team that when you play against them, you think, oh, this could be anything today. Hundred percent. Especially when you go it? when you go in the lead as well, two up, and you and you like I watch it at home and think they're sent over. No, no yeah. way is this over. I, think I, I feel that as well because I know being two 0 up, obviously we was buzzing, but you know that you're playing against Man City. You know there's going to be a reaction. You know it's just. Not saying that we knew we was going to concede, but we knew that they'd they had chances in the first half. Do you know what I mean? And it was just a bit of a sucker blow. The second goal being a known goal. Yeah. Um, obviously, then got the penalty save as well. Ah, so. uh, yeah. Big shout out to my boy Lucas Fabianski, yeah. by the way. Um, I wanted to talk. Can I? Can we go into this quickly? I just I wanted to talk about. Um, so Lucas Fabianski, right? I love him. Yeah, I do. I love him. I think he is. I think he is. Every season, one of the best goalkeepers in the Premier League. He just goes about his business, yeah? He don't sing, dance, shout, whatever. He just does it. And he goes under the radar a little bit for me. But also, as number two, we've got Alphonse Areola, yeah? Who... I've got to say, seeing him up close in person, he looks like an absolute specimen, incredible goalkeeper. That is a serious goalkeeping department, isn't it? It's a headache, isn't it, for a manager? Yeah. You said Lucas, and like I said, every every year goes about it, and you know he's he's quiet, and like I said, just makes saves yeah. week in week out, um, and he's top top guy as well. And then Fonzie coming in as well, um, and he's incredible again, like the the power. He's so tall, and the way he jumps is yeah. You see him in the gym doing his jumps, and he is. Mad he's a specimen but isn't he to have those two keepers as you know to choose from so to speak yeah, yeah I've got to say when, when they signed Ariola in the summer I thought oh that's a shame for, for Lucas to be fair that's a big shame because I don't want to see him lose his position yeah. but it, I think it just speaks volumes about how good Lucas is and how much trust the manager must have in him to go no, mate, you're my number one. You're going to keep playing. I know I know Ariola's played in, in the Europa League games, game, but yeah. it does. It speaks a lot about Lucas, doesn't it? No, yeah, I think, I think it does. Playing, I don't think he's missed a Premier League game. Yeah. And, you know, to be that that number one and then to have Fonzie, who's, you know, been with the French national team as well yeah. consistently and coming from PSG and, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, has he been at Real Madrid before that as he's well? He's been all over the place, yeah. CV's unbelievable, but, you know, what a keeper as well. And for the manager, it's a headache for him that I probably, probably don't want, but, you know, two great goalkeepers. Yeah. So if you're a goalkeeper, if you're there, Fozzie, you're one of those goalkeepers, it's a, it's a battle for number one. Obviously, Lucas has been number one in the in the Prem, but with the amount of games that West Ham played this season... Do you know how many games they've played this season? Because I've done my research on this. It's 53. It was 52. But 55 games yeah, so far this okay. season. You've got one more to come, obviously, 55. in the Premier League. Yeah. So he's playing a few games, Ariola. Of course, yeah, of course, yeah. Well, Europa alone, I think you've had 12, 10, 11, 12 games many? in the Europa, yeah. Yeah, 12. Yeah. Would it have been, yeah, with a group. Incredible. Knockouts. What's, what's, that, what's that like 
as playing that many games in a season? How, how much has that taken a toll on West Ham this season, do you think? Obviously, it's a long season. Um, for me, answering that question, though, it's just playing games. I love it. Yeah. Like, you know, being involved in all these competitions. And I think that's the main thing, being progressing quite well in each competition that we've had. You know, Europa League semi-final, FA Cup, we got to... Yeah, you did well in every well cup there. pretty much, didn't Carabao you? Carabao as well. Yeah. So it's when you're, you know, playing in these competitions and you're doing well, you just want to keep playing. Yeah. You know I mean, you don't really care about how tired you are or whatever. Well, for me, anyway, I just want to keep playing. Yeah, you don't mind all the travel and stuff like that because everybody no, knows yeah, Europa's yeah. a bit sort of, you could be anywhere, can't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, no, the tra- obviously the travel's long and with the hour difference, you know, it's not massively, yeah. but, you know, finishing the games late and stuff. But I think that just comes with the, the territory of being in Europe, doesn't it? You just kind of accept that and go... You're going to be away a bit. going to be away, yeah. I think, obviously, I still speak to Craig Dawson quite a bit and he's always he's always glowing about the manager and how they've run it and how things work and stuff. And he's always basically says the club is run so well. He gives us so much time off as well. He knows that if we've been away in Europe playing, he'll give us the day off the next day or maybe two days or anything like that. That's important, isn't it? You need time away as well. You can't just, like, be in for a warm down, for example, because you need that mental break as That's well. That's massive because I've I've noticed that with you, Fozzy, in the last couple of years. It's there's one thing traveling on a plane and stuff and going to work, but it's when you're getting back the next day. into yeah, London yeah. or whatever at one a.m. Not being every day seeing. Obviously, you see your teammates every day, but to have that bit of away time, not going in. And yeah, that's a bit the bit, isn't it? Stuff. Do you know what I mean? It's it's important to have that kind of balance of training ground and then having your own time as well just to switch off a lot even if it's just for a day just yeah and even when you are and then like I say if you've had a day or two off then when you are back in training you're like actually I've, I want to do a bit today yeah, yeah, I want to give it a good yeah, go yeah, don't unbelievable don't you After yeah I know a couple of days manager loves it can we talk about um, the goal you scored against Fozzie at your place this season so it was 1-0 Yep, away West at Ham. West Ham. It was a big game for you, like, wasn't it? Because you had a, actually had a little bit of momentum. It was a big game. It didn't go your way. But let's talk about that goal. Oh, scumbag, scumbag goals. Goal, tell it, tell yeah, me so your yeah. point of view of that. Because this is I know from mine, obviously. But I think this is the beauty of... If you can get like a, a bit of interaction between yeah. a goalie and a striker, you see it from completely different perspectives. It's like it's dead interesting to see. Do you know what? Yeah. I think... I think at the time I was scoring a few and playing well and I think people say when your luck's in your luck's in yeah. and I've had shots this season that are deflected and keeper saved them or it's gone wide or it's not quite fallen and that one I remember getting it just I think Manu passed me the ball and I was running I was about 20 yards out you had a bit of space you found yourself in a bit of space didn't you and I thought I could shoot here so I just kind of I don't think I hit it that well I yeah. think it was going I think it was going here if yeah. I'm right to your left and uh, I hit it and I thought mm, I don't fancy that and then I've seen it took a deflection and I've seen you go this way and I've seen the ball go. Oh, there. it's and the I, worst. For me as an attacker, that's the best one. When you know it's going uh, in. And you know you can't get up. Yeah. And get it. It was, yeah, that was a scummy goal, but... It was a scummy goal. <laughs> it was proper, honestly. wasn't it? It was a dagger in our heart. Because like you said, it was a big game yeah, for us, yeah, right? Yeah. And I don't think West Ham played particularly well that game. I think it was quite even the game yeah, as it well, was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah it was, was a 50-50 game. Um, but like you say, I think when you looks in and when you looks out, it, they're the sort of things that happen but to you. Five minutes later, you tip one onto the post for me and made a worldy save. So yeah, so talk me through this. So if you, I remember the save, right? So I, I personally, it was a really good save yeah. for me because it was one of the saves where I, I didn't expect to make it because you took it so early. Um, I kind of didn't think I had time to get down and, and get a finger on it. Yeah. But when I felt it touch my finger, I, th- I still thought, oh no, it's still gone in the back of the net because I just haven't got enough on it. And then I hear it hit the post and I am buzzing my tray off at this point here yeah no I remember I remember I got it we kind of broke it was quite late on um, and I remember getting it and just coming inside and I thought I need to shoot like quite quick there's a lot yeah. of bodies coming around and I thought if I hit it early the keeper might not you might not set um, and I hit it and I thought oh that's a good strike and you've, I've seen you get a finger to it and I thought 
I hope you ain't got a strong enough finger on this. So it goes kind of in the side there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've seen it hit the post and I was like, no, because that was for two goals. I was... Was, is that yeah. something you were you know like the the early the taking the shot early is that something that strikers you in particular would work on a bit yeah I think it comes you know Kevin Nolan as well at yeah. the club as well obviously he scored a lot of a lot of goals yeah, as well. player. He, well, he's he horrible says, to play against them always says to me one thing take it early if you can secondly don't look at the goal because the goal don't move true that and he's always on to me like if he'll look at a video and I might look up and he goes told you and then I'll score I scored one I think it was the Man City one, the second one. I yeah. didn't look up. Yeah. And he went, "What?" We watched it after the game, and he went, "Watch this. Look at your head." And to be fair, my head didn't move. But you, you didn't look up. That's nah, the nah, thing. Because I knew. Because he always says, "Obviously, you know the goal doesn't move." But when you're in that, you almost you know kind of know where you are, but not a hundred percent. If yeah, that makes yeah, sense, yeah. you almost want a little a glance, little glance. Just something. It probably does take your mind off it because you then you shoot, but you've kind of looked up and maybe you're not as set as you would be. Um, but that taking it early, yeah, I think if you can take it as soon as possible, because obviously for yourself as yeah. a keeper, you're trying to get set. So for the earlier we take it, yeah, of course, it's hard yeah. for you to get set in. Well, I'm not only that, I'm I'm actually looking for you to take a look. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. I'm trying to wait for you to look up and see where I am, because then I, you know, I think, well, if he sees I'm covering that side of the goal more, he's going to try and put it over that side of the goal. Yeah. And I, so I need that look. And that double kills me, especially when you take it quick as well. So like the Man City goal you said there, did it go through legs to start with? It went through, it was Fernandinho, it yeah. was like a tiny gap, but then it was, Edison went with his feet. But I think because he couldn't really see it. Yeah, it yeah, quite, yeah. It wasn't early because I took a few touches, but I think because I took a few touches, he didn't kind of know when I was going to shoot. That's it. That's the one. And then yeah. the defender was covering, which is all you see it so many times. Yeah, yeah. Through legs. As a keeper, through oh, legs, when it's God. like the reverse. I know. And uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it went in. Yeah, it was nice, mate. It was nice. Um, just finish off with the Man City talk. They've just announced, obviously, that Erling Haaland's going to be signing for them for next season. Um, that's trouble, isn't it? Big trouble. Big, big <laughs> trouble. He is, I'm looking forward to seeing him play though in the Premier yeah, League. Obviously, yeah. see, see what he's done at Dortmund and the goals he's scored. And it's exciting, isn't it? For, yeah. How well, many goals is he going to score next season? Honestly, All I them? don't know. I, it, it, it could, you just it don't could know. It could be any number. I think you could put any it, number I think there. you could. I think with that team and the way they create chances yeah. and the way he scores... He's just ruthless, Scary. isn't he? Like with the way Man City players, they they like to get behind you and then they cut it back and they are just they know everybody just makes runs, right? They commit so many bodies. And this is what I say, if they get ahead of steam and they score one early doors, you're just thinking, ah, oh, this is a long day, this it's gonna be nightmare. Yeah, because like but, you said, they they don't stop, do they? They don't no. get two goals up. They're and not say, happy with that. No, they want they six want five six seven, every yeah, time. Yeah. And they do normally score score five yeah, or six yeah, goals. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it's no shame in losing five nil almost. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's the way that it goes. But now they'll be cutting it back. Whereas normally they cut it back and they fizz it along the ground, right? With big Erlen Haaland, they could be standing it up, they could be chipping He's it. They, well, absolutely he? all sorts. He's just oh. so yeah, I'm um, I'm looking forward to seeing him play next season. Don't know if I'm looking forward to playing against him, but <laughs> um yeah, I think he's gonna score a few goals next year, yeah. Cutting him from the right. Yeah, Bowen. Iron Bowen. That's nice the nickname. Nice That's the nickname. Who, who gave you the nickname Iron Bowen? I think it was some of West Ham fans. Yeah. West Ham fans, but it's a nice one, isn't it? You know, when yeah. the player that he he was. Yeah, he was lovely, wasn't he? And obviously, you know, you get them comparisons of being left footed and off the right and stuff, but obviously he was yeah. the stuff he'd done in the game was incredible. But he is someone that I've looked at though, and I'm not even lying here, that um I worked with one of the coaches at West Ham with him and Ribery. And it was the first I think it was the first few times they got the ball in the game. 
they went down the outside. Yeah. Because Ribery was on the left being right-footed, Robin was on the right being left-footed. And he said, watch them go down the uh, outside here the first few times. On the then, weaker foot, basically. On the weaker yeah, foot. Yeah, And then see what happens. And they'd score like, coming inside because they've put that doubt in the defender's mind of yeah, going yeah. outside. So then the defender's then like, I don't know which way to show him. Yeah. If I show him outside, he's down the line. If I show him inside, he's got a shot on goal. So... I have looked at looked at him, especially like I said, with being being left footed. Um, but the nickname is yes, yeah, nice. You take that You've all been, day long. That's that's one of the good ones, isn't it? We've um, there's some, been some good nicknames in football, hasn't there? What's your favourite Fozzy over the years? <laughs> it's got you know it. It's, it's always I know our favourite. Um, an ex Crystal Palace player. I don't know if you remember him called Fitz Hall. Yeah, do you remember? So so yeah, yeah. Um, his his nickname was One Size. Because one size fits all. all yeah. It's yeah, yeah. world class. <laughs> it's it's, it's got to yeah, yeah. be the best nickname yeah, in, yeah. in world yeah. football. It, oh, it's got to be. Have you heard any good ones, Jared? What's your? Have you got a nickname for Dorse or is he just Dorse? Oh. Pablo calls him Dorse the horse. Dorse. <laughs> <laughs> he just, just runs around kicking everyone. Runs kicking, oh, running mate. through people. Oh, He's horrible, he isn't he? I hate it. He gave me root canal, you know. No, he didn't. He did. Aww. He yelled at me right in the jaw and said, I didn't touch her. I had to have root canal on my tooth. Mate, it is, his body, yeah, his bones, I swear they're made of like concrete his or something. His legs are so big as they're well. They're horrible, aren't they? He is so big. But against him in training, I hate playing against him in training. Yeah. I hate it. Because he gives it everything. He's he's the same as he is on a pitch in yeah. training, right? He'll give you everything. And like when he when he left Watford a few years back, I remember thinking, wow, that's a mistake, you know, because he is... I, I, love, so I used to love playing with Dorse. I played with Dorse at West Brom for yeah, yeah. five, six years. And I used to love it just because I knew, like you said, that he would run through brick walls. You know what you get him. You know, yeah. he'll kick it, he'll head it. He ain't trying to be fancy with the ball, yeah. is he? And he'll score you goals at one end and he'll defend the life out of so it. So why, like, let's talk about England, right? Why has is it just his age that oh, he's Craig Dawson. yeah yeah I just don't think he's fancy enough player or big enough name I think is it one that he's not fancy enough yeah um, maybe not he's not a typical ball playing centre half and is he just is he because he's in his thirties yeah I think because that's all it is if you took it on merit right now as a defender surely defender. he's in the squad yeah. if you want a defender defender exactly keep the ball out well, that's what it. they're meant to do first yeah, and yeah, foremost yeah. isn't it yeah but you know Dawes would just anyone there he's kicking six foot up and he don't care who it is honestly you and Dawes come on. West Ham boys. Yeah, no, but Ballon Dawson, lads. Ballon, Ballon Dawson. Dawson. That's the shout. Dawson. <laughs> Can you imagine Ballon Dawson? What a guy. He loves that shout. Um, he, do you know that he's also the tightest man in the world as well, yeah? <laughs> I'm glad you said it. Horrific. Yeah. Oh my God. Some of the stuff. Honestly, I saw football, we're like, Dawson, you are so bad. It's so bad. So tight. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where to start. Like. I want to get him on the fucking podcast. Oh, we do. We'll get him on. We'll get him on. He is, he's 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 basically not a footballer, but he's a footballer. Like he's he's so sort of like he's like a working class oh, animal. Yeah, but is, that's a bit like um, I don't obviously the first time we've met, met today, Jared. But you weren't a product of an academy system, were you? Neither was Ben. Yeah. And um, Dorse wasn't really. You know, yeah. was he not? To him, nah. He was like he, he he got a bit of a later start. He used to work in a pub. Rochdale, he was that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. With the academy system, then as players, can you see lads, and do you relate more to lads that haven't been through academy? So you, you didn't do any academy, no. Nah, only well, obviously Hereford growing up wasn't. Yeah, an know, academy then yeah, really. Pretty much academy. Yeah, it was. You know, all pretty, no kind of structure, so yeah. to speak. Um, but yeah, not the typical kind of so so as a kid then were you, were you always like one of the best players in your area for example yeah well I played for Hereford yeah. and then played for Lempster as well which is my local team which yeah. my old man ran um, and it was kind of whoever played we was playing for Lempster and we all played for Hereford as well because um, Hereford obviously wasn't full time it was only once a week twice, yeah. twice a week maybe and then the game on a 
on the weekend and then Leinster was a Sunday league team maybe. Yeah. Um, but you played, you all played with, all your mates played and you all played together. That's a good laugh, out. Yeah, it? yeah, no. So it, it was a, it was a good crack. And that was, to be fair, that was right up until about under 16s. And then it got, and obviously then it gets a bit more ruthless, doesn't it? With, yeah. You know, people getting held on and people not. But even me, I got told to go away. So, really? What, yeah. at 16? Yeah, because there was no youth team. The, obviously the money situation, there was no, they still said, oh, we're scrapping the youth team. There's no kind of financial support here. And that's when I went to Cardiff. Yeah. And then went there for six weeks and then got told no from them as well. Wow. So I was just kind of like stuck in the mud of like, I ain't got a club here, so I'm just going to, didn't know what I was going to do. Yeah. Obviously farms back home or whatever. Could have jumped on the farm. <laughs> then you just got a bit lucky that the couple of things happened with the youth team manager going as first team manager um, and then got my kind of break through that. But in terms of a proper like structural academy, no. No, I, I don't mind that, you know. I think it's, um, I think you can get so much benefit from that because you learn, it's like that, that fear of, you're so close to not being a footballer or not making it that it makes you, it gives you that little bit more determination to go, right, when I'll get this chance, I am going to absolutely give it a go. So when you get into the Her Hereford first team at what, uh, 17, 18? Yeah, 16, 17 it was, yeah. Yeah, and then was. you're starting for the first team yeah. and you start scoring it was goals. Mad, yeah, it was, yeah, because obviously I was with all these pros that have played hundreds of games and yeah. there's me and one of my mates that had never had any, obviously, experience before. Um, and, but I think being in that kind of environment and that dressing room and that, you know, pumping the balls up yourself and all yeah. that kind of stuff and not having the proper, having one physio and yeah, you know, having proper, the small it? gym. And, but I think it makes you, it kind of, because you know what, what it's about, you know, yeah. kind of because you've seen that week to week professional football, so even though it was conference, it was still, it was still proper. Yeah. And, you're playing in front of those crowds and you kind of get that as well. Yeah, it matters. There's stuff on the line. Yeah. Um, and you get that taste for for it, I think, and it pushes you on even much more to say, I want to keep doing this because yeah. this, this is good. And then, obviously, the Hull. So when Hull are making a bid for you and it's sort of like common knowledge and everybody around you knows, what's that like? Is, that, is there a bit of a buzz about the place? Yeah, do you know what? I went to West Brom for a couple of trials. I was there for about four weeks, stayed there in what, how, how old were you then? I would have been at West Brom then. This was in 14, 15? Yeah. So you'd have been at West Brom then, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, yeah. were in the Prem then, weren't they, when you joined? Were they? It, I think it was the FA Cup final year. Right. So I don't know what that was. Yeah, when they played yeah, Arsenal. yeah. Well, I was definitely um, at West Brom then, So yeah. yeah, I went to West Brom at the training ground. I stayed in the digs. Um, when you come out of the training ground, not that long ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just up there somewhere. So I stayed, I was there and I wanted to sign there. Because How long was that trial for? It's about four, I played two games. So it was about four weeks. Did you ever see me? Did you ever do anything? No, because I was, to be honest, it was so long ago. I remember being in the, being obviously in the training ground yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. And going in the canteen um, and playing games on the back the back, yeah, back pitches, pitches yeah, I so mean, yeah, 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 so it was, it was there. But I wanted to go there because it was like an hour from Hereford. Hereford yeah. I was like, oh, I'll be home all the time, buzzing. And then my old man and that were like, no, we want you to go to Hull. Yeah, I was like, no, it's like three and a half. It's a little bit away. further away, isn't it? Three and a half hours away. They're like, no, trust me, it's a good club for you to go to in terms of development and off the pitch as well as a as a person and life skills. You'll learn much more. Yeah. Who was the gaffer it. then? Uh, Hull or Hull? Sorry, yeah, Steve Bruce. Ah, Steve okay. Bruce was a manager, nice, yeah. yeah. So, but they didn't. I don't think they paid any money for it. There's a couple of things saying that they paid forty thousand for me, but I don't remember that because obviously I didn't get paid at Hereford, yeah, because of so, the money. So, so you weren't under a contract necessarily. No. So for the last my final year, my first year of a scholar YTS, I wasn't paid um, for eight months. I think it wow. was. So luckily I was living at home. Of course, that's a signing for all, isn't it? Wow! 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 So yeah, wow. They said they paid forty thousand, but I don't think they did. Bloody hell! So when you're like. 
obviously this is a few years ago. This is kind of 14, 15, yeah. 14, 15. And you hear stories of players coming in late, you know, famously years ago, like people like Wrighty, Jamie Vardy, Tyro Mings yeah. in like more recent years. Um, I guess a question for both of you would be, if in 2022 you've got a, a really good Saturday player, right? Look at your old levels, for example. In this day and age... Will they still make it? Will that cream still rise to the top? Oh, do you reckon you're going to get another Jared Bowen, basically, sort of thing? Yeah, in 2022, but let's say he's playing for Racing Club Warwick or or, or Lempstown or, or something like that. Do you think that it's football set up these days that they will still get the chance? If you're good enough, you will still make it. Go on, you go, you go, Jared. I think for me, talking of me and talking about my home, let's say, let's use my hometown as an example. And I don't want to seem like I'm being big time here. Um, but I think when, where I'm from in Leinster, no one really makes anything without saying, being horrible. No, I know, I know, I know the town. So I'm, I've gone on to play in the Premier League from little old Leinster and I still go home and see everyone and they still treat me exactly the same. Yeah. You know, and, and that's perfect. Um, so I think if you've got a young player playing there and they've kind of seen me do it, I don't see why they wouldn't dream at least. Dream of yeah. say, will I get picked up though? I think I was in the same position. I think it's about your chance and taking your chance and seeing going from yeah. there. Because when I was coming through, people never probably thought I was ever going to get a move or do anything. They probably thought, is he going to get get the chance? Is the club's going to want him. There was probably loads of questions up in the air, and you get that chance. So I got eight games in the conference, and I kind of took my chance and. Knew, a manager knew someone and that's all you need you need someone to know someone and then that was Tony Pennock at Hull who came to watch my game and then all of a sudden I'm signing for Hull and then you know I'm just kicking on and kicking on and now I'm in the in the Premier League so like I said without sounding big time and saying you know I've kind of made it people in my hometown would probably look at me and say well he's done it I want to yeah yeah. I think it's fair to say as a neutral you've made it mate I think I can say (laughs) that yeah 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 (laughs) do you know what it is though it's it's about you've got to you've just got to play games and and like you said a minute ago if you're good enough you'll get picked up you will so would a young Ben Foster now at your age playing for Racing Club Warwick sorry at 20 now would a a young Ben Foster still get picked up and you're doing it on a Saturday afternoon in front of people when they're watching right the football network is so large and far reaching now right that there'll be scouts at sort of yeah. Like real low, low, low league levels. There will be. There's scouts absolutely everywhere. But you just need to be out there playing. Like we have we have young kids at our place, like goalkeepers and whatever. And I'm just saying to them, go out and loan, lads. Like just go out and loan and play, yeah? Because in, in a couple of years' time when you you might not get kept on or you might need another loan, they will look at your record and go, How many games has he played? Because they okay. managers nowadays, they need to know that they can rely on you. They need to know that you've played games and when you're out there on a pitch on a Saturday afternoon, that you will do the job that, you, that they want you to do. So what about if you're if you come into an academy if you don't go to an academy, say you've got an academy player that plays from let's say eleven or twelve years old, if someone comes in at seventeen or eighteen, are they at a disadvantage? Because that twelve-year-old's had six, seven years of academy coaching. Ooh. Are they? Is it a case of they? Ju- they're a bit raw and they need work, or are they at a disadvantage? Go. I think. I think that's. I think yeah. I think there's a slight advantage because obviously, with the t- academy clubs and the proper structure, um, you have that coach and you have that one-to-one. Yeah. You have those. And as I'm just using, I'm using myself as an example for yeah. these, but we didn't have that kind of coach it like one-to-one specific coaching obviously we had coaching and they were good coaches but they're not coaches on the level that are in these other academy yeah. clubs do you know what I mean so obviously players uh you, you still learn more when you get into you know when you turn 18 and start 
start training with first teams and and playing games. I still think you learn, but I think it's hard to say from from a young age. You're gonna know. You're gonna learn everything you need to know yeah. at that age. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to say, but I still feel you get a bit more a bit more coaching and I think that's that's just normal yeah I think a lot of it's down to the person to be perfectly honest yeah you. obviously the coaching I agree like I think like it's obviously it's hugely important that you've got the coaching the bare necessities the bare skills to start with but I think it's like you just watch the way Jared will play for example he don't scream shout blah 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 he just goes about his business right he, he runs his socks off like his work rate is incredible yeah. always shutting stuff down and that and I think that's a mentality is it goes back to your sort of like early days where you didn't necessarily have the glitz and glamour or yeah. the best equipment, the best balls, whatever, but it was just about playing and winning yeah. and going out there and doing the best you can every time. And I think that's for me, is the most important thing for sure, isn't it? I agree, yeah, 100%. Yeah, love it. Right, so Hull, then the big move, okay? The West Ham move, yeah? 18 million pounds in total with a few add-ons and bits and bobs and all this kind of stuff. Um, What's it like when a Premier League team like West Ham, a proper Premier League team, make a bid like that for you? It was mad that last day. Because it all happened on the last day, it was probably the most craziest and stressful day of my life. Yeah. Um, I remember waking up, not knowing, didn't know a bid had come in. By the time I travelled from my house to the training ground, a bid had gone in. Wow. And I hadn't spoke to my agent or my dad. Me so and my dad were just like... Did you not know anything was happening? So that week before, nah, you're a whole happening. player, you're yeah. going to be a whole player. It was the last day of the window. Nothing was happening. Nothing happened in the night before. Nothing. It was. So all, you didn't know, like normally you think rumors. There would have been rumors. Yeah, there was always rumors. Yeah. I remember a couple of talks. There was a loan move um, that you know didn't materialize, and I didn't really want a loan move. It was, um, and then I remember, like I said, traveling from my house to the training ground. A bid had gone in from where, and I went into the training ground not knowing this. So I've gone in, gone to get changed, gone to have my breakfast, like all the usual stuff. In the manager Grant McCann at the time, and he was like, "What are you doing there?" I was looking at him like, what? Nah. I was like, what are you on about? He's like, coming to my office. I thought, oh God, here we go. What's happened? What have I done? Yeah, what have I done? And then he went, we've accepted a bid from West Ham. And mate, my stomach just fell. I was like, you know when you feel sick? Yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Cause like, you know when you want to move and you feel like you've done enough in the yeah. seasons and it's never materialized. And you know, I think getting that Premier League move is really hard. And to get that news of saying we've accepted the bid. Accepted it, that's yeah, the bit. That was, yeah. I was like, Oh my god! So my like stomach kind of fell, and he was at West Ham as a youngster. He yeah. told me, and he was talking to me about it, blah blah blah. Um, and then I was like, all right, what do I do now? Because I've never done like I've never yeah. done it before. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what do I do? Do I just go down? Or and then he was like, got the physio in. It was like go to Leeds, do like a it was like a body scan. Yeah, that yeah. Was like your medical. Start of your medicals. Yeah, yeah. So I done that. Um, and then it was about it's about six o'clock. We was in Leeds, and then we had to get a train from Doncaster to um, Kings Cross. So then me, my dad and my brother were all here. Like, we couldn't believe what was going on. Is like, this like fully daunting at this? Like, yeah. thinking, you you thinking, right, I've got to move, I've got to move down to, to yeah. London, all sorts. I didn't think it was real. Can we just add a bit of perspective just at this point? So you've been, you'd been at Hull for five years. Five years so yeah. you'd had three seasons, 17, 18 season, 18, 19 and 19, 20. You played like 40 games plus. Mate, scoring record was scoring. decent. It was about yeah. two and a half a game yeah, yeah, you'd no, score. Right. Sorry, yeah. one goal every two and a half games. That's yeah. what your scoring record was. Yeah, no, it was good. It was, uh, I enjoyed it there. It yeah. was a nice place to learn to learn, and not have that pressure. And uh, that first season I remember I had of being in the championship of that first experience of playing week in, week out. And I was like, I got the budge for it. I was like, yeah. I love this. This is, this is what one. And then it just kind of went from strength to strength. Um, and obviously I'll always be grateful for that club for the opportunity they gave me. Yeah. And I had so many managers at that club though. Like I said, I signed with Steve Bruce, but then 
I had Mike Phelan when Steve Bruce went yeah, to Yeah, of course, Villa. yeah, yeah. And then it was Marco Silva coming in the January. And then it was Leonid Slutsky. Wow, um, yeah. And then it was Nigel Adkins. Then it was Grant McCann. So I think it was every year I had a new a new manager. But no, nah, I did love it there. But I think the time was probably right for me to to leave in, in the end. Um, and I just just that day, we're talking about it now, it's just for two weeks probably I didn't believe it. I thought, no, it's like... Yeah. I was in London and I was signed and I was training, but I was like... Where did you sign? At... at- at the stadium, yeah. So I got stadium. trained to things like King's Cross or something. And it was late. And I remember the secretary, uh, he was getting so stressed because it was like 10 o'clock. And I was like speaking to the manager and speaking to the physios. He's like, come on, like 11 o'clock, we need to wrap this up. And then it was about quarter to 11. He's like, we need to get the, like, the, the panic in his face. It was fun. But then we signed it and done all the media stuff that you do, all the all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I remember the game was the next day. It was They played Brighton at, at, Brighton at home. Um, and then, like I said, for, for two weeks, I was in a hotel with my brother. And we were just like, what is going on here? Like, <laughs> we just couldn't believe it. Like, obviously, from where we're from, like, Leominster, like, we never experienced anything like it. And then we're like, we've just, like, my brother's like, you've just signed for a Premier League club. I was like, I know, it's mad, really, but I just didn't believe it. Like, it was crazy how I just didn't. I think because it was on the last day and it happened so quick, there was so much going on. Yeah. My brain probably didn't process that I actually signed for... For West Ham. So what was it like yeah. then for the first like few weeks at the training ground? So you, you've obviously, it's a massive step up, yeah? yeah? The training ground, the facilities, the quality of players that you're going to yeah. be training with. What was it like? Was it like, wow, do I fit in here? Or like, I'm going to smash this or what? No, nah, you always have those questions of a player coming from the championship. Um, but it was a bit like a, you know, like a trial because I didn't know anyone. It was halfway through the season. There was games going on to the manager had to prepare for. Obviously, yeah. I was involved as well, but... You know, you just don't know anyone. Yeah, Everyone like, yeah. makes you feel welcome and stuff, but you don't know them fully. Yeah. So you just kind of like, I don't know, just like bobbing about the place, like <laughs> just like you're on trial for a bit. But obviously the games help then as well. Do you know what I mean? Like when you start playing and you train more and players start to you spend more time with players, yeah. you start to settle in more. And I remember my first two games of Liverpool away and Man City away. Wow. And I thought, this could finish me. Like, I could come from the championship. <laughs> and what was it like? What was it like training day to day? Could you straight away notice the step up in quality? Yeah, it's just just the standard, like just and the levels that people set themselves. And hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Especially with this manager now that we've we've got and the standards he sets every day in training that he doesn't want us to go go below. And he, I remember coming in in the first couple of sessions and I was like breathing so heavily. I was like, <laughs> just because like, everything was quicker and sharper. quicker, yeah. yeah. And I was just like obviously not used to it. Um, and bear in mind by the way he's halfway through the season so it's not like it's pre-season where he's not fit or anything it's just that everything is so much sharper and quicker that you've got like it's just a massive massive step up yeah the step up is I think that's one of the main things like the speed of it yeah but I think it's more of like a mental thing as well like in your your brain you've always got to be like on it do you know what I mean you can't yeah yeah ever switch off off otherwise someone's just going to how did them first two games go against Man City and Liverpool? I didn't start. I think the manager done it really well. I'm Liverpool, I came off about 20 minutes each game. Yeah. Um, and I actually should have scored against Liverpool. Really? Yeah. yeah. I, I had a chance against Allison where I went to dink him. And a week later, the manager started me at Southampton at home and I scored. 
and I think it was McCarthy in goal. Yeah. And I chipped him exactly the same as Allison, and yeah. that one went in. But it was those Liverpool Man City games, like being there. I remember being on the bench. Um, the Liverpool game in particular, when they because I've never been to Anfield, never played yeah. there, never gone there with Hull. Um, and hearing the like them singing and how loud it was, it was. What's it? Um, you've got to talk about your family because a minute ago you kind of checked yourself a bit when you said um, your brother said we're signing and you kind of said you. But I, I know, no, I know that's nice, that's how yeah. that's how it is with a close family, isn't it? Like even yeah. with like really close friends, and obviously you're very close to your brother. But like when people ask me, and I'll kind of go we're so. Oh no, no, Ben's. But that's how it is, isn't it? What was it like for your family and to all of a sudden to be playing against Liverpool and Man City? Like like I said before, it was just we just didn't believe it. But like my my dad and my brother, uh, they were the ones that was with me on that on that day. Um, so we was just like my dad's taken phone calls and phone calls from you know if it's from Cardiff being told that they're not signing me, if it's yeah. from Hereford saying so he's seen it all. You know he's seen he's the bad. Seen the, he's seen he's the, seen the he's seen the lows. He's he's been there for the lows. Um, and then to see that he drove off after I signed because I think he was just. I remember he, he said, oh, I've got to get back. Need a bit of intake, yeah, yeah, to process it all. I've got to get back. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. That, you know? It was 12 o'clock at night, bear in mind. Yeah. <laughs> that was the one time that I've seen him that I knew that he'd be upset because yeah. he's acts like a tough man, you know. He's just like, <clears> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that, I think that one time where, because it was me achieving my dream of being in the Premier League that I've always worked towards and... I think for him to... Your dad was a player, by the way, wasn't he? Yeah. He was player. a bit of a baller as yeah, well, yeah. apparently, yeah. It was, it was a West Ham. He was going to sign for West Ham as well, yeah. which was a bit a bit mad. Um, Sam, yeah? Sam, yeah. He had a nickname. I've done here. This is incredible. He had a nickname, didn't he? Would you know this about this? Yes, I do. Did he? Um, something about his debut. What's it called? Didn't he score like, oh, for fun. three clubs, like hat-tricks yeah, on, yeah, on his debut? I know yeah. he scored for... Was it Merthyr against mm. Forest Green? He scored five on his Did debut. He? Yeah, yeah. His debut. Going... don't let me forget that. Yeah, like hat trick. Like it was yeah, like it was three or four like clubs. Yeah. He scored yeah, a hat trick yeah. on no, his I've debut, didn't seen, he? Uh, the balls he had from the conference. Yeah. Uh, but when I was growing up, that's ages ago. It was a yellow one, like the old yellow, and uh, I can't remember what it was called. Mitres would they? Have yeah, been? yeah, yeah. So he had, he had them them footballs. But yeah, he was going to sign for. I think he came on trial when Harry Redknapp was the manager. Yeah. Wow. And then it was. I think he was at Merthyr Tidville, and they wanted X Y Z money, and then he just kind of fell out of love love with the game and played a bit of rugby and then that was kind of it so he's got that love for the game as well do you know what I mean and I think that's why he's on to me all the time because I wouldn't say he pushed me to be a footballer but he knew that I was he knew that I could yeah. make something of it um, and he just yeah the levels that I could I could get to so going back to when he was definitely crying in the car yeah, you yeah. need to get back you know <laughs> I've got to go, go uh, I've got to get dinner on who wants to go on the M1 at 2 o'clock in, in the morning do you know what I mean but um, no nah, but obviously that's a special moment to know that he was like that and my mum and all my family as well my mum was on the other end of the phone the whole time like what's going on like yeah. but wow. I didn't want to tell her that I didn't tell her because I was like I don't want to jinx it like yeah. what if I tell her I've signed at 8 o'clock at night and it comes to it and I haven't signed do you know what I mean but, <laughs> so I didn't I didn't speak to anyone that day um until so it's messages. fully done and you're like there you're that's the next day on yeah. the, line. the next day you wake up and there's nothing in the press about a, a, a deadline was missed or something yeah, no, you never know I've signed yeah and then that so you you obviously you're from the countryside yeah. and then you move up to Hull which is you know not massively known no, for being no. the most cosmopolitan city yeah. in the world yeah. is that's it that's a city of culture didn't it about oh, 10 years ago country as well wasn't it yeah it did as well yeah um and then you're in London. Yeah, it's mad. I, I remember saying I don't want to move to London. There's too many people. Yeah. <laughs> I bet you've changed your mind yeah, now, yeah, haven't now. you? Um, Hereford, yeah, little old Hereford, full of farms, full of fields. Um, 
than to Hull, which is not similar, but it's got its similarities yeah. in terms a of... A bit more space, at least. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and then coming to London is just so different. Just the total opposite of what I'm used to. Um, but you get used to it, and I love it down here now, do you know what I mean? And I think it's being out of your comfort zone, but then you come into your comfort zone, if that makes sense. Yeah. You're almost like, I don't really want to go there because I, you know, I don't really like it, but... I've never experienced it, if that makes sense. So you've got so, to give it a go at yeah, least. Yeah, you've got to yeah. give it a go. And, yeah. you know, now I, I love it down here. I've got my house and stuff. So, yeah, I'm happy down here. It's like a different world, isn't it, London? Oh, we yeah. say it every time yeah, we come down, we're like, world, you find something new. It is like a different country within yeah. within England, isn't it? It is. It is. Well, we're on the Strand now, and it's like, it's like 23 degrees outside today, 24 degrees. And it is ramo, isn't it? Like, oh it's people, people everywhere. Coming down the street. The yeah. amount of people that you just see, and, like, <laughs> just walking down the street. And, <laughs> Just rammed, just humans like, everywhere. Um, I, can I just say, I, I found it funny a minute ago when he said that his first few weeks at West Ham and um, it's like he was on trial again. Like, he'd just been bought for 18 million quid. <laughs> yeah, <quarters. laughs> yeah. Expensive trial. Yeah. Yeah. And he's just, and he's still wandering around the place as if, like, are, are they thinking they've made a mistake here or something? <laughs> yeah. Did they get the wrong player? <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> who, were, um, who were the boys that really welcomed you into the fold? Nobes was good. Deck as well. Deck messaged me actually on Instagram and I was like, Oh, like why, when he signed, when you signed, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, Dex messaged me because yeah, obviously, like, he was a, obviously in international series, yeah. but he's like a big player. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I yeah. was like, to my brother, he's he's messaged me. Yeah, I was yeah. like, shall I message him back? Or <laughs> up close and personal, Declan, Declan Rice as a footballer, at just how good? Oh, mate, I don't think there's any word. I think you just see how really, like, especially this season. I think I think the Euros this season, last season, sorry, was I think he showed how good he was then. Yeah. And I think this season again, he's just gone on to another level again. Another level, yeah. It's just so. What, what's Declan now? Twenty four? Is he 23, 24? I want to say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm three years old. Twenty three. Because yeah, yeah. he still qualifies for young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. PS, So he'll be yeah, twenty three. Yeah, the morning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah mate. I've got to say, from just obviously playing against him, you see, he's just he's like a fully grown sort of. He's just got everything. I think. Everything box to box. Yeah. But like he's a holding midfielder, like winning the ball. But then you see him running with the ball. He spanked the way from he 25, dribbles. 30 yards past me last season as well. Did he? Yeah. Well, the couple of seasons ago, actually, when we got relegated, never mind. <laughs> which time? Um, which time? Yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> I think, uh, uh, is it too soon to say I think you are now the most relegated player in Prem history? I think Because you, be, yeah. you and Rambo were having an argument over who had been relegated more times. I've definitely been relegated from the Premier League. This is my fifth relegation this season. What's Dorsey's? Oh, oh, has done a few, yeah. I don't think he's going to get a relegation at West Ham, though, so I think he's all right. Yeah, I think he's right. Um, I, again, I spoke to Dawson earlier about you. Um, can I just tell you a few things that he said about you? All right. So he said, um, he said, oh, Fuzzy, he's such a good lad. Honestly, he says, he says, basically, he's just like a farmer. So he, that's how he described you. And I went, oh, so he's a good lad, then? Yeah. He went, honestly, he's absolutely brilliant. I went, and like as a footballer, just how good is he? All right. And these are Dawson's words. All right. I don't care. Like everybody get in the comments and absolutely little in for this whatever you want right <laughs> yeah but nice one <laughs> Dawson's words were Fozzie he could go again mate he is that good he reminds me of Leo Messi <laughs> that's what well, Dawson said I now. promise you but taking that this on, is, yeah. this, you gotta you gotta, you gotta think right this is from somebody who Craig Dawson's a clever lad you know he's, he's got his head switched on hasn't yeah. he he knows what he's talking about with certain things right and to say up close and personal that you could go again is a massive sort of like you know what I mean for, for coming from somebody that's that's nice to hear isn't it yeah Dawson's like 
Dorsey's the ledge. Yeah, right? he is. I remember he? when he first came in, I didn't think he liked me. Really? Because obviously I was against him, he was kicking me, but he didn't, like, he didn't really speak to me, so I was like, God, that's just normal, me. mate. Yeah, that's just normal. And I remember we played, um, you were at our place in the, the lockdown when we went 3 0 up yeah. in about 15 minutes. Yeah. And I remember, right, I went to go past Dorsey and he elbowed me right in the rib. And I looked at him and I went, What are you doing? And he just gave me the biggest death stare. <laughs> we spoke about it when he signed. And he was like, Oh, I don't know, maybe I was just. He does it to angry. everyone, mate. He's everyone, horrible. But yeah, you look at him and think, He's horrible, but he is the nicest guy. I know. And obviously, those words are. Yeah. You know, it's true, him. though, mate. I'll pay him next week. I told no, him to no, pay no, 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 it's often, true. But no. you, I know what he's saying. I know, like, the, the, the messy. When he said the messy bit, don't get me wrong, it's tongue in cheek a little bit, kind of thing, but bloody blah, blah, blah. But it's true. You are. You can just see that when you're on the pitch, it's not about, like, having the every all the silky skills and all that it's just that drive to just go right I, I'm going to do it again today and it seems to me like West Ham have got quite a few of them characters haven't they yeah that's what it is I think the manager's done really well with what and what kind of atmosphere he's created with this with this group and what he demands off us and I can only speak from when I came in because that's when he was when he was here um, but I think we were 17th in the yeah. league and I was thinking I can't get relegated I can't come in the championship and get relegated yeah. but and then to get that out of the way and you know stay clear of relegation which you know obviously was what we wanted to do and then to finish six last season yeah. to go into qualify for Europe and then this season hopefully do it again as well yeah I think it just goes to show what the manager's done in terms of what kind of group he's brought in like you said about players that just want to play and want to work for yeah. each other and it gets you results and it gets you consistently in the top top seven which yeah. we've done the last two seasons do you think um i think i think a really big thing about signing new players for clubs right nowadays is you've got to do like a bit of they call it due diligence where you have to find out about the player that you're signing so it seems to me like when you've got people like david moyes and and stuart pierce um whoever they're signing if they're signing a new player in the in the summer it could be for a million quid or it could be for 30 million quid right they want to find out first and foremost what this guy is about, about is he yeah. a good lad yeah. does he fit in with a group does he work as a team all that kind of stuff That because that's sort of what West Ham are about right yeah because I think it goes to show about like a changing room you don't want bad eggs in a changing yeah, room yeah. because it only takes a few bad results you have me. one to go to the other and then all you know the place is the place is toxic yeah and I think that's what the managers kind of cut out since he's just since got he's rid of the the just got good honest working yeah. lads and you know people probably thought he's just signing me from the championship so to speak signing different championship players thinking we don't want these players but then you kind of trust in what the manager's yeah. done and trust in the group that he's he's bought in and they're going actually do you know what maybe the manager yeah. was right and it yeah. just goes to goes to show really happy for David Moyes because obviously he was at Everton for so many years and I think he's a classic case of being the right fit for a right club yeah so is, obviously yeah. when he left Man United he kind of flitted a little bit didn't he yeah and he just seems to have gone into West Ham they get him he gets them and it just no, he went out to Spain a bit works. didn't he didn't quite yeah. work out there but I think what the, the thing that West Ham have done basically is just put their, their, their trust in him and gone right we're sticking with you here right so do the thing from top to bottom. Get the players in you want to do. Get rid of the players that you want to do. And it's reaping its reward because they're absolutely smashing yeah. it. And what about the, um, the the run in Europe then? That was hell of a ride, I'm, I'm guessing. Yeah, a lot of us, it's me, uh, my first kind of taste of European football and some of the players as well. So I think at the start, it was just kind of, obviously we want to get through the group, but we didn't really know what to expect. You know, we went to Zagreb in Croatia and yeah. we went to Genk in Belgium and then... Vienna is Austria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. And uh, so, but it's just, it's just mad. I think when you go there and see like the different 
the fans are crazy. Like yeah. when you go to like these European, they've places, all got ultras though, haven't they? Ultras, yeah, they've all got everywhere. ultras, yeah. And it's I remember the the Frankfurt game and the Lyon game especially. Those two away games were hostile. Were they? Yeah, so hostile. Really, like, whistle like the the shows before the game, obviously being knockout stages and. They had flares and like, I thought they had guns or bombs. Like they let <laughs> off these grenades and I swear to God, on the pitch, I thought I'm going to die. I'm is go- that, in, when you're playing, is that in, does that get in your head a little bit? Yeah, when you hear those bombs go off, I thought, what is going on? It was well, you don't get game. it in this country, no, do you? That, that, you bang, that bang. Yeah, it's true. I know exactly what you, when you listen to it on, um, when you watch a game on TV and that yeah, kind of like, pop and bang. Stuff, yeah. yeah, and you like think, poppers, yeah, I don't know. But it was after the game at Leon, because we beat them 3-0 and I think they were, obviously their fans were human. Yeah. And they like tried to break down the oh, stand. Oh, they did, I remember. And they tried yeah. to come on the pitch and I yeah. thought, we're in trouble here. Yeah. And I just heard these bangs go off and I thought, someone's got a shotgun. Wow. Or someone's got a grenade. I'm going to die because I've never heard it before. You never hear it like <laughs> you don't hear it at Vicarage Road, do you? you didn't hear like bangs going off. Friggin' there. no chance. That but, was that was some result that three 0 away at Leon, by yeah, the way. Was, because they've got they're a good team. Then they're, they're a, a really team. good team, aren't they? So well, I want to talk about what it what it is like in the lead up to like a semi final. Obviously, it didn't go your way over two legs, but. Um, fantastic to see West Ham there and Rangers yeah, as well know. obviously in the final but in the lead up to that game like that second leg in the week what's it like at the football club? I think as hard as it is you've got to try and treat it as another game yeah. do you know what I mean? You can't get caught yeah. up in the moment you can't get caught up in the fact that it is a semi-final it probably was the biggest in the club's history so yeah. to speak but as a player as hard as it is you can't of course you're going to think I want to get to a final you're going to be nervous of course I was so nervous before the game but Leading up to it, you can't let it play on your mind because you just got to think it's another game. You got to think yeah. it's another game. We're confident we can beat these, um, and that, I think that was the message for all the the knockout games, especially away from home. We knew at home that the following that we have in the stadium, the atmosphere they create, we knew that would give us a little boost. But going away in these hostile places, I said how hostile it is. So yeah. hostile. Um, we just needed to play our game. And I think it suited us, to be fair. A couple of the games that we played, especially the Leon game yeah. away, we knew that they'd come out firing, we knew they'd have chances, and then we went 3-0 with goals on the Yeah, on the counter. Yeah. It suits you that, doesn't it? It suits us down, yeah. to, down to the ground. So it's just about not getting caught up in the moment, I think. Yeah, that's a really important point, to be fair, because I think people would sometimes go, what, you, you, you don't like prepare any harder? Or, and I'm thinking, no, you shouldn't do that anyway. Like If you can't prepare exactly the same time, properly and do it 100% every single time so then you're doing ev- something wrong in the first place every game's yeah? a process isn't it every exactly, game yeah. is a process so it doesn't matter if you're playing if you're playing Burnley on Saturday or if you're playing Man City on Saturday you, obviously your tactics will change a little bit but you don't mentally prepare Same or get up more yeah. up for it's it the, do you it's the no. funfair around it isn't it like um, media um, fans and I guess people close to players as well it's quite big yeah, for them what, what are you like with social media do you take much notice of it all no I've got social media I've got you know Instagram and a couple of the other things but yeah. I don't get caught up in it um, yeah. I think uh, a few years ago I used to get caught up with like you used to search your name see what people yeah, are writing yeah, about yeah. you and you get caught up in it because you could have 100 comments you have 99 good ones you have one bad one you're thinking yeah the one goes in doesn't it the one goes in yeah, yeah. You, don't, you don't really care what people are saying good about you because you want that, do you know yeah. what I mean? You kind of you're going on there to look for you're that. You're searching for the bad ones. But yeah, you see that bad one and then you're like, then it plays on your mind, then so I've don't look at it in that respect. And yeah. even on Instagram I post pictures, comments, whatever. I don't go through the comments yeah, and message yeah. requests I've got off. So but, it's not like I'm getting getting stuff. But I think it's you know, it can be a bit of a a bad play social media, yeah. especially if things aren't going well and you're that type of player that wants to see what people are saying about you because yeah. 
like I said, you can see that one comment and it'll play on your mind. Yeah, it's true. I think some of the young kids, they, I, I always tell a lot of kids at our place, stay off stay it. Stay off it, mate. Stay yeah. off it. It's poison, isn't it? It's, it's so I think poison. it's important, though, for like like kids listening and watching and stuff, saying that you know, you've know got two elite-level players here and you've just said, Jared, that one comment will... 100%. It will kind of get in your head, won't it? Which so is bonkers as well, because you're never going to meet this person. No, you know? no. Most but, of them have got like the on Twitter. They got like the boiled eggs. Yeah, the eggs <laughs> picture, you don't even know who they are. <laughs> it's, true. it's like faceless. Somebody's yeah. just like created a spam account to yeah. just come and call you a whatever yeah. dickhead and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking about we did a podcast the other day, like a kind of announcement summary of the season type thing, and we were reading out Instagram um, questions, and then I was like, oh, that's a good question. Username. Twat. Yeah, his username Number was one. Twat. One. We were like, and you were like, he's not Twat. That's a good question. It was a decent question, actually. <laughs> um, right, we're um, we, we're going to go on to the fuzzy quick fire questions in a minute. Tommy, you, Tommy, Tommy, <laughs> Thomas, you never you ever yeah? called me Tommy in your, your entire name. life. <laughs> I just want to quickly before we go on to the quick fires. I saw a video of you doing your um, FIFA rating at the start of the season. Oh, let's talk about the FIFA rating. Let's talk about the FIFA rating. I've seen this video, okay? Um, Yeah, it's... I think I might be higher than you, actually. <laughs> I think I'm, you got I'm, the same. I'm about 50 years old. I think I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I think you were 78, weren't you? I think I was, actually, yeah. Um, so you're, you're, do you play much FIFA yeah, or anything? I'm on FIFA all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah every, really? Every week. There's a thing on FIFA called Weekend League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm on Weekend League every weekend. Are you? Decent, yeah. are you? What league yeah. are you in? Oh uh, well, it's just a rank, and however many wins you can get. Uh, what did I get last weekend? Fourteen wins. Did you? Yeah, oh, so. you put some time yeah. in. So then, obviously, yeah. when my cards like that, I want a card that I can use for myself. Do you yeah. Know what I mean? So I have you have that. you had many sort of like informs or anything? This I had season? the Europa League card. Yeah, nice. Which was nice. Yeah, so I used that a couple of times, but that's kind of because you can get the pro player card as yeah. well, can't you? But yeah. people know it's you then. So if I'm start getting, so have you got one on your account? Nah, because if I you? start getting spanked by people, people start out of me. Saying, do you know? Do you know also? <laughs> do you know also? You get your pro player card, but they also give you free. Um, yeah. They don't do the icons anymore. Don't they do it anymore? This season they've stopped it. Nah. I used to, last season, the season before, I used to get like yeah, Ronaldo, as well, yeah. like just take us to the cleaners. But so what? What are you saying, right, for next season? So at so the moment, seventy-eight this year. Seventy-eight, okay. this, 78 season. this year. A realistic FIFA rating for you I just next know season? What they'll do. They do it every year. They've just to be controversial you on shooting and pace. They have done you up a kipper. 76, a bit, 76 <laughs> a bit, is a bit naughty, that. Yeah. It's got to be 82, 83 come on, next Come season. on, give me a realistic prediction next year for your FIFA rating. 81, I think. Yeah, I think they no, will. They don't, than, yeah. they don't ever go overboard, do they? They're, 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 it's not like they're going to go, right, he's had a good season, 85. Okay. No. Bang. And how many are you going to drop next season? Oh, wow, mate. <laughs> I could be in the 60s you, next year. <laughs> <laughs> nah, they, they've got a bit more respect for you than that, I, I don't reckon. know, mate. I don't think so. Right, next next, next season, you two have got to unveil each other's cards yeah. to each other. That, yeah. nah, that'll be fun. Right. We'll just we'll sweep that one under the carpet, mate. We'll move on, all right? Um, all right, then. So, Jared Bowen, um, this is... We're towards the end of the podcast, right? This is what we call Fozzie's quickfire questions, okay? okay? So, we're just going to rattle through them. You give us a as much of an answer or as little yep. as an answer One, whatever you want to do okay okay ready so um, we will start with do you have any hidden skills I'm double jointed in my thumb oh that's weird yeah <laughs> that's weird. horrible in fact oh that's horrible yeah that's strange that's the first thing that came to my mind <laughs> that's a skill C- cider maker <laughs> no not a cider I don't like cider no <laughs> no, not, no I don't like cider or beer weird from okay. Hereford yeah yeah um, favourite meal 
Lasagna. Really? Yeah. Okay. Like a head of burgers, everything. Lasagna. Yeah, yeah lasagna. Yeah. It's because that a couple of days ago as well. That All right. Nice. Favorite drink? Is alcoholic or soft? Anything. Hmm. No. For, after a game, Coca Cola, but in a bottle, glass yeah, bottle. Nice. Something about oh, a glass, glass bottle, bottle. Coca Cola. Three thirty yeah. icon bottle, they call it. The icon bottle. Yeah. There's something it. about those yeah. glass bottles there. Chilled, nice chilled. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that. Have you ever had that? That exact one, but into the freezer where it's at the point of freezing. No. So it's like just turning slushy. No, that's next I level. Try it. Yeah, it's, a, it's a common drink after games, you know. Coke is yeah. like uh, the lads are absolutely. Why is that sugar? Sugar just needs you need it. Like, can you yeah. eat after a game straight away? Can I eat? Oh yeah, mate. Can I just you? stand there and shout, don't I? Come on. <laughs> after a game, it takes me like I just need like a drink. I feel after I can't eat for about two hours. Ah, uh, really? Yeah. I can't eat. It's just but give me a can of Coke or a yeah. of Coke, and I'm like. So what do you do on like a so if you've got a Saturday or like an evening game or something like midweeker, um, and the what, game don't finish till ten o'clock? Yeah, what's your what does your night look like from after the game on a well, midweeker? About four o'clock, so I can't sleep. Oh yeah, yeah. FIFA. It's an adrenaline well, thing. Trying to go to sleep but can't sleep. I'm just there, wired, like shaking, yeah. like <laughs> yeah. my body's like, I'm not sugar into. Yeah. But it depends. Like some games, you're like, oh, I'm hungry, but most of the time I'm like, I don't eat. So if it's like a ten o'clock game. Unless I get hungry and there's something in my freezer, I just won't eat. Really? Till the next morning? No, it's hard though. It is like, they try and cram it down you as well. They'll always put food on afterwards and they want you to take stuff away with you to eat and stuff. But it's just... Sometimes you you just can't... Yeah, if you don't want to eat, you don't want to eat, do you? Um, All right, your idols growing up. We'll we'll do do sporting idols growing up first. David Beckham. Bex, yeah, I saw that. I read that in the... David uh, Beckham. Yeah, lovely. Um, And then personal idols. Personal idol, growing up in Hereford. <laughs> well, I was Man United, because obviously David Beckham because I was a Man United fan. Who's the nearest Prem team to the Hereford? But, well... But yeah, maybe, yeah. It would be Shrewsbury, Midland, no, like big big team, like big Prem team. Halford. Uh, wo- no, Wolves probably. Actually. Wolves, yeah. <coughs> yeah, Wolves. Wolves. Yeah. That's 45 minutes. Wow. So you said Hereford's two hours away. What are you on about? Um, what's the best advice you would give to your younger self? Keep enjoying it. Keep working hard yeah, because nice. you can get setbacks along the way. Yeah, and it's how I think it's how you deal with those those setbacks shape you as a as a person as a player. Because yeah. then if anything happens badly, you know how to deal with kind it. of deal with it. Yeah, nice. I like that. Um, is there anything on your bucket list that you would like to do? Oh, that's like, all like daredevil stuff in it, like. Like maybe playing a world, stuff, maybe yeah. playing a World Cup or something like that, <laughs> or getting an England call up. <laughs> yeah, that'd be lovely. Um, bucket list. What would I love to do? Get an hole in one in golf, maybe. Oh, do you play a bit of golf? Yeah. Not like yeah, every I know, day. Yeah, like you're like an 18 handicapper. I don't know what that means. So <laughs> yeah. that's how good I am. You don't golf. play much golf no, then. So I'm not, but getting hole in one in golf, I just think. Yeah. yeah, I've got a new question for the list. Well, just dawned on me. So, sporting events around the world. What's your sporting bucket list event? I.e., Augusta for the Masters or Madison Square yeah. for um, F1 uh, Knicks Miami game or yeah. something. Anything that really pops out? Going to watch. Yeah. yeah. I think I love football. We'll be a World Cup final. Oh, yeah. yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. Where? Oh. A dream venue. Yeah, dream venue. We can't say Wembley because he'd hopefully be playing. Yeah. 
I've seen one in, is it Mexico? Yeah, there no, is I did a see one the other one. day in Turkey. Have you seen the Turkish one? That's no. Like a crocodile, the stadium. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, Besiktas is it, I think. Is did it you play there, did you? Besiktas. Did you play there? Um, no, I don't think I did. They, that wasn't there. Did then. you see the stadium, though? The yeah, green crocodile. Green crocodile. Bonkers, isn't it? Yeah. Don't know about a World Cup final there, but yeah, no, I'm with no, you anyway. I'm with, I'm with you. Yeah, there. yeah. Um, have you got a karaoke song in you? American Pie. <laughs> oh, what a song! The full eight minute the full, version as well. Full yeah. one, yeah. yeah okay, version, yeah. you ain't beating um, Tyson Fury at doing it, no, mate. No. Nobody's going to beat <laughs> him doing it. Uh, favorite film? The Gentleman. Oh, oh yeah. great good film! Movie. Really good, great film. movie. Yeah. Favorite... To be fair, I don't watch many films. Like I haven't watched like the big, yeah, like, yeah, historic yeah. ones that people always say. But underrated that is the Gentleman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So true. good that film. Very good film. Favorite TV program of all time? Oh. There's two, Prison Break or Power. Oh, both great. Prison Break uh, series one. Yeah, yeah. Is, Prison is, Break is series one. one of the best things ever made. The last, yeah. The ones in between. Yeah, they were a bit of a drag. Whereas I think Power was just constantly good. Yeah, to the end. Like to the, I think season four. I didn't it? watch season it. Never watched it. Very good. Prison Break, Power. Obviously, Peaky Blinders. As Peaky well. Blinders, yeah, good. Yeah, like that. You ever seen Entourage? No, but that's meant to be unreal now. Unreal. Oh, yeah, I think Nove told me about that. Unreal. Yeah, I need to watch that. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, Favourite holiday destination? Where have I been that I enjoyed? I enjoyed Mykonos, I went there. Yeah? Yeah, I went, went there. there two years ago, I think, for the first time. I haven't really been many places. I've been like for like lads holiday I and Napa yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but you know I went to Mykonos and that was that was nice yeah, yeah that was I think we, you can do it all there you can have a chilled meal or you can just yeah have that's a, it have a, a meal. proper yeah. session or whatever half, yeah, yeah. Well, I was. I think I was there two years ago actually um, by the way um, Jared's not got any holidays booked for the summer have you mate because obviously he's still waiting to see if you're going to get called into England's team which we're sure you will by the way we hope you will anyway if, if you couldn't have been a footballer what sport would you have loved to do professionally probably golf you know yeah yeah probably golf because yeah just well i mean i'm gonna say yeah from an outsider obviously it looks, it looks i'm sure it's hard work but yeah, still obviously being a golfer yeah, i'm sure yeah, it's yeah. hard work but like the courses and that like, no, nice life that isn't it Augusta or something that would be oh god yeah. what sport do you think this is maybe a strange question what sport do you think is probably the least demanding so something like golf football you're training most of golf is a lot of travel NBA, they play like five, six nights in a row. Tennis what kind of sport do you think is is one of the lesser demanding sports? Is there think, one? I don't think there is one. I don't think there can be one because now to be is bowling what, a sport? But what <laughs> bowling? I bet you, I bet you I they bet practice you like, like yeah, 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 purely practicing yeah, and doing like weights and stuff on it and that. Darts. No, they practice like eight, nine hours yeah. a day just chucking a I dart at a board. There is one. The, you, you can't have a professional elite level sport now that's not demanding yeah yeah. They're, they have to be that's that's just what it is now the level's so high yeah um, do you have do you have any phobias you snort like water you know really what like, sea water or swimming like swimming both. pool like really? I remember because my auntie lives down in London I used to come when I was young and I used to go over the, the bridge yeah and I used to look down and get so scared is I that not a heights why. thing not a water thing maybe I don't know a bit of both a bit of both maybe yeah but I just thought what if I fall in yeah you're struggling mate <laughs> yeah. I'd say you're dead to be honest yeah, yeah yeah I'd probably say that as well double dead um, do you have an app on your phone a game app that you play religiously I've got new star soccer yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a bit dated now I've played it a bit too much that's more like you know when you go on a flight and yeah game, something to do yeah. you're on aeroplane mode you've got no signal nothing else yeah so 
new star soccer. Yeah, mine's countdown. I'll do yeah. the same thing. Countdown. Really? Boom. Sweet, isn't it? Um, your favourite superhero? Oh. Superman? Yeah, okay. These are proper weird random questions, but know. people really buzz off these. I don't really watch many. No Marvels. No, you don't no, watch none don't of that now? Marvel. My oh. missus made me watch the new Spider-Man before. Is that oh, Marvel? Yeah, yeah, that's Marvel, yeah. It's these days, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, the new Spider-Man's decent. I really like that. Um, <laughs> if you were a boxer, what would your walkout song be? Oh. Do you know what I like? The Kell Brook one, All of the Lights. Yeah, yeah it's class. Nice, yeah. I like that one. Yeah, I've that is good. I've seen a couple of videos on that and I've... I've watched that one with all the like, because obviously yeah, like the yeah, lights, the lights uh, yeah, yeah, it's really good, isn't it? Yeah, I reckon it'd probably be something like that. And then any nicknames apart from Iron <laughs> Bowen? Iron uh, Bowen, I well, love I it. The Milky Bar Kid, which you know wasn't a nice time for me. With, with the glasses, <laughs> <laughs> the Stuart Little kid, kid off Stuart Little. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the Milky Bar Kid, Stuart Little. That's. Two of my worst ones, probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jared Bowen, that was absolutely world-class, oh, mate. Thank, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you so me. much. No, honestly, mate, we appreciate it. That was a belter, seriously, no, an absolute belter. Good. And that little kid that was on that picture has grown up to be an absolute worldie, a baller of a footballer. And um, all of us here at the Foscast wish you all the best yep. for, for the end of the season and obviously hoping you get into that England team. And once you're in there, mate, you won't be out of it because you're a proper player, right? Thank you. Um, we always finish every podcast, mate. I'm going to look into that one. I think you're looking into that one. And we say, up the Foscast. Up the Foscast. Up the Foscast. Yeah. Well Brilliant. Done, nice one, mate. Brilliant. Ah, you nice smashed one. that, mate. Well done. That was good. Fun, that. Enjoyed that. Thanks everybody for watching. We hope you enjoyed the latest episode of the Foscast. Don't forget to give us a follow on Spotify. Up the Foscast. <laughs>